What's going on out there? Welcome to the latest installment of the Mayor Cave Huddle. I'm your host, Greg, where we like to talk about lifestyle, entertainment, and sports. Today's topic, I don't want to say it's a little bit on the serious note, but it's something where everybody's been chiming in, and I wanted to give my uh, take on the Fair Play to Play Act. Now, what is the Fair Play to P- Fair Pay to Play Act? Well, California Governor Gavin Newsom has signed this act into legislation on September 30th. And what it is in January of 2023, it will go into effect and it will allow all college student athletes in the state of California to make money off of their name, image, and likeness. It guarantees that college students can profit from their identities. And when you sit there and say, what does that mean? Well, let's talk about Ed O'Bannon for a second. For all my gamers out there, you ever wonder why there's no more college football or college basketball? Because Ed O'Bannon said, you have all these players without their names, with their numbers, from said schools with similar type skill sets. And these video game companies are making all the money, but none of the players were. So he presented a lawsuit, got some hush money to go away, but do the games exist? No. So what this does is it allows players to get paid where you could just simply say, look, I'm so-and-so, my face is on a T-shirt. I could go sign an autograph with my not." my football jersey, but maybe a replica football jersey. I mean, they're football players now. After their last game when they say they're going they know they're going to the NFL, they can't even keep those jerseys and sell them. Although the college sits there and makes hundreds of thousands of dollars off that jersey in the bookstore. Right? Now a lot of people well, before I get on to what people say is negative about this, I want to make this clear. Crystal, actually. In no way can the schools pay the athlete. So this is not something where what any college in California, your USC, your UCLA's, your San Jose State, they can't sit there and say, oh, I'm going to start paying students to come to our schools. No. What it's saying is a student that goes to San Jose State can, let's say hypothetically, go to Buffalo Wild Wings and get paid in food if he can get all of the offensive linemen to go there to attract business into Buffalo Wild Wings and not get in trouble for it, right? Let's say college football games occur on Saturday afternoons and evenings. On Friday morning, Let's say the star quarterback at USC has a gig where he's getting paid $1,000 to come on the radio on Friday morning and talk about the opponent that they're up against. Right? I mean, it happens in the NFL. If you're talking a 15-minute interview, $1,000, why surely? Now, some people out there don't like this rule. And why? They say it's going to decay the quality of college sports, meaning that kids are only going to go to colleges to get paid. 
I have a whole bunch of things I want to say as clapbacks, but I'm just telling you some of the things that I've heard. Um, something else I've heard is college students now or college athletes, they're getting an expensive diploma for free. Meaning if you're going to Duke, Princeton, um, Yale, Harvard, you know, Notre Dame, UNC, any of those schools, how those diplomas aren't cheap, probably close to six figures nowadays. Now, when you sit in and one another anti pay for play comment is very few students can benefit from this law. So how realistic is it that all these kids are going to make money when it's really a chosen few? And last but not least, this is going to tip the competitive balance of sports where all the top athletes until other states conform are going to want to go to the state of California to play their ball. Now, I'm not going to clap back to those specific comments that I've heard, but these are some things that I've gathered, information that I've researched, information that I've thought of as why I am pro the Fair Pay to Play Act. And I hope more states across the country join in. First off, let's talk about how students have to practice and play games on a weekly basis. If you're a student, a college student athlete, you're when your sport is in season, you're practicing and playing. Either it be in the fall, spring, winter, whenever, right? On a weekly basis. Meaning that as a student, you need to create and find a major and curriculum around your prospective team sports schedule. What do I mean by that? Okay. Let's say you're playing football for Notre Dame and Notre Dame has football practice every day at two o'clock in the afternoon. The classes for the first half of the semester, right? The classes that you want to take, they are offered, but it's a class that's only offered uh, from three to four. You have practice from two. Well, let's say, yeah, you have practice from two to four. What do you do? You have to go find yourself a major that can work around your schedule. Or you could take online classes where, let's keep it real, those on online classes are fun because you get the freedom of moving how you want, but then how many times do you wind up needing to send emails, have appointments with the professor because you have questions to ask where maybe if you were in a classroom type environment, you can ask those type of questions. So pretty much you have to sit there and think to yourself, all right, I got, I got a lift from six to seven. Then from seven to eight, I'm going to get ready for class, eat breakfast. And then I got to be in class from nine to 12. And then from 12 to two, I can have some downtime, but really let's keep it real around one o'clock. You're going to start gearing up for your two o'clock practice. And that's how life is. And think about it. When you're a college student, it's almost like you have two jobs. Because every year, you have to renew your scholarship. It's not a four-year scholarship when you go to college and you get a scholarship. You have to renew it every year. So part of the deal is on-the-field production is real. 
Because I'm sure they can find a creative way to say, look, we're not renewing your scholarship. We don't think that this is the place for you. And then what happens? You've dedicated your life to, to going to the school, thinking you're going to spend the next three to four years there, and then boom, they say, sorry, see you later. But see, people don't think about that. You have to renew that scholarship. It's a one-year deal every year. Imagine at your job, every year, you, were, you had to get reviewed, and it was either you're going to get fired or rehired. Scary, right? Now, for all of my b-ball fans out there, do you remember in the 90s, a bunch of freshmen, I don't want to say the first time ever, but a bunch of freshmen, three of them from Detroit, two of them from Texas, all of them homeboys decided to go to Michigan halfway through the season, something we never seen before, where five high-profile athletes that were freshmen all started at the same time and became known as the Fab Five, the fabulous five freshmen of Michigan, consisted of Chris Webber, Jalen Rose, Juwan Howard, Jimmy King, and Ray Jackson. When they were at Michigan for that freshman year, they were rock stars. They were as big as you want to be. They were Diddy. They were Tom Brady. They were a, 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 who, whatever you celebrity you want to make, that's who these dudes were. They were making that school hundreds of thousands of dollars. Rappers were wearing those jerseys in videos. Even Michigan football gear became popular to wear. That maize and yellow. Right? Did any of those players get any of that money? Because you know when you play on TV, the university gets paid for that, right? And you know when you get into the NCAA tournament, you get a little bit more money for that. Did the players get any of that? Nope. There was one incident where they realized what was going on, and as a silent protest, instead of deciding to wear Michigan paraphernalia, they wear gear with no logo because they knew how much money the school was making, and yet they were still not getting nothing. Who stands to profit from the students that are athletes? The NCAA profits because they could charge however much money they want to these television networks. The school profits because everybody wants to go to the games. The games are on TV. You can get merchandise. I mean, think about it. They, these colleges are profiting off the students' name, likeness, said player's jersey, stadium, arena, concessions, TV money. I mean, think about it. You go into these stadiums and they're all filled with these crazy college students. What do you think, that they're going there for free? They tack that onto that tuition, baby. And what does the student get? Nothing. You got college coaches making millions of dollars. What are the college kids getting? Nothing. Now you sit there and say, oh, not this anti-pay, very few could benefit from this law. What if you don't go to a big-time basketball program? like Kentucky or Kansas? What if you don't go to a big-time football program like Alabama or Clemson? Look, small school athletes from, let's say, for example, a Wyoming, New Mexico, Ball State, or even a Bowling Green, they can cash in 
Why can't they make t-shirts for money? Maybe somebody has a silk screen machine and the star player or whatever for the football team, you make nice little catchphrases, sell them to the students and they can wear them to the game. $10 a shirt. Why can't they do that? Or what about um, conduct radio interviews like I said before? Maybe the star player or whomever. Or why can't they be in commercials? Let's say you're in Wyoming. Offensive linemen out there selling farming equipment. They can't do that? Maybe get some free merch in, 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 in the meantime? Or what about signing autographs? I mean, how do you know that kids that attend or, or, or live in, in or near where Ball State, Bowling Green in New Mexico are, how do you know that they can't have meet and greets or maybe autograph signings where people could come with, I don't know, they could come with, with, with New Mexico gear to be signed by the player and the player gets a check at the end of the night. And you can endorse products, like I said. Why can't they do commercials? Or why can't at Wyoming, dear, um, somebody that makes a, um, farming equipment, I don't know any names off the top of my head, but they say, hey, look, I want you to rock this T-shirt. I want you to rock this hat whenever you're in an interview on TV. I want you to wear this hat. At the end of uh, every week, we'll give you a couple hundred dollars for doing that. They could do that. I mean, I know personally myself, being a New Yorker, it would be nice to have an incentive if New York were to ever participate, New Jersey were to ever participate, Connecticut were to ever participate, to have an incentive to keep the top high school football players and football and basketball in state. I mean, look at Cole Anthony, five-star recruit. One of the, the number one point guard in his class. Where is he going? North Carolina. Why can't he go to St. John's? Why can't he go to UConn? Why can't he go to Syracuse? He's already an O and D player. One and O A D, one and done. So if I know I'm gonna do my one and done, why not I stay at, at, at St. John's? Maybe create a legacy, get paid at the same time, and then go. But I understand you want to go to North Carolina or maybe a Zion Williamson wanted to go to Duke because it's better coaching, better exposure, playing against better competition. I get that point. Why Cole Anthony would want to go to a bigger program. But still, don't you ever notice when you were looking at basketball teams across the country in college, there's always like one player from New York on all these teams. They may not be the best, but it seems like there's always a player from like New Haven, Connecticut, Rochester, New York, Plainview, New, New, New Jersey. You know, there's, there's always one of these guys. And you're like, how the heck did you get to Iowa? But it happens. So if you get a whole bunch of these I players, maybe they're not five-star. Maybe you get a, a whole bunch of three-star players. You can have a nice little team at St. John's. Now look. Let's take it to a point where I don't like to talk or go this angle or route all the time when I talk. But what I would like to say is, is that when you're talking about these athletes and who stands to gain from this the most, black athletes on the basketball and football teams stand to cash in the most. Right? Because when you're going to Alabama, do you really care about the soccer team, the baseball team, or the volleyball team? 
When you go to USC or California or any of those California schools, do you really care about the, the surfing team, the volleyball team, or all those other teams? Or are you going there and you paying attention to Pac-12 football and basketball? Duke. Look, D- Danny Jones brought Duke footballs from, from nothing to something. I'll give him that. But traditionally, you're going to Duke to play some basketball. You're going to LSU. Ben Simmons went to LSU. He that that I'm still trying to figure that one out. But you go to LSU to play football. The players that stand to cash in the most are the play the black black athletes that are going to be on the basketball and football teams. Because those are the two programs that mainly bring in the money for all these major schools and even the small schools. Could it be that certain people don't want this fair pay to play act to go into place because that could be the root of why some don't like the fact that this law was passed? I'm not trying to take it there, but it's just something to think about. Because everybody had no problem with Tiger Woods going pro. Or what about these teenage phenoms that are tennis players? And I love it. I don't have a problem with it. But nobody has a problem when it's golf, when it's tennis. But when it comes to basketball, you have to go to college for a year. For what? If you're good enough, go. So... That, 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 those are my thoughts. I know a lot of people are pro or anti the Fair play, Pay to Play Act. At me, Mayor Cave Huddle, on Twitter, and we could discuss. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope I was able to educate you about what this is and what it's about. So when people sit there and say, oh, schools are going to, schools have nothing to do with it. It's just literally now I could make a silkscreen T-shirt with my face on it and pass it around school and sell it for $10 a shirt and get paid for it. You don't think last year at Duke, when Zion Williamson was there, maybe the guy that doesn't play, where in 10 years he might wind up owning a company, making just as much money as Zion in the corporate world. He's like, you know what? Hey, guys, what if I make team T-shirts and we put funny slogans on all the T-shirts with all your faces on them? And... However much money I get, I'll split it up with you guys. $20 a shirt, right? That can happen. Just a couple of thoughts, something for you to munch on. But as I do with all my shows, I want to end this with a, with a positive note. And today's positive note will be, we either make ourselves miserable or we make ourselves strong. The amount of work is the same. We either make ourselves miserable or we make ourselves strong. The amount of work is the same. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.